Welcome back to the Connected and Well podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Adamchak. Today we have Adrina Makade on. She is a certified sleep coach dedicating her life to help others have a better quality of life through the practice of getting better rest. Through this conversation, she shared with us her personal story, as well as so many things we can start doing right now for us to feel way more rested in our day-to-day life. When you feel rested, you have more energy to do the things that you love, and overall, you're going to feel way happier. So check it out if you're ready to start getting better sleep and have a more fulfilled life. Hello, hello, Irina. Thank you for coming on today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. So you are a sleep coach. And it's funny, the very first time I met you, I don't know why I had this image of you going over to people's homes and like you helping them dim the lights and play like I thought you like did like meditative voices and you helped put them to bed. That's so funny. But that's what I thought. So please share with us how you got into being a sleep coach and what it actually is. Okay, so I will start with my own sleep story because I didn't get here by chance or though even if I'm passionate about sleep, it was not like, oh, I just want to become a sleep coach. <laughs> so my story starts back years ago. I, I would say 2010, but probably it's even earlier because I wasn't paying attention. As I graduated from school, from uh, university, and I had my first job, moved on my on my own and the money was an issue it was like a lot of stress so I was a hard working and the stress started piling up as the life responsibility grew and uh, I started having some sleep issues waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to fall asleep but it was like happening here and then I was young and I was pushing through the sleep deprivation symptoms by relying on coffee and just by willpower, you know, as a lot of people are doing it is like, I'm sleepy. Okay, I'll go to Starbucks and grab like a big tall grande latte and go through my day with it. And as life started to be more and more stressful, my episodes of sleep insomnia like happen more often to the point where instead of like thinking of, oh, will I wake this night? The the question was not if I wake this night is like, when will I wake and for how long will I be awake? So usually it was like I was waking up around 2 a.m. And will, I was not able to fall back asleep until like 4 or 5. And sometimes I would fall asleep just before my alarm started. Until one day when I was like commuting to work, I was leaving back then. I was living in Ireland and I had to commute like a 50 mile or something on the highway. And um I was so sleep deprived that I didn't have like proper reaction. So I got into a car crash and that was like an aha moment for me. Thank God I I was not like badly injured or, but I could have died. So that was like an aha moment, a wake up call for me saying like, I have to do something about this because you know, what's, what's weird. People who are driving drunk, they have like a, slow reaction but if you are sleep deprived and you have episodes of micro sleep basically you're falling asleep while you still have your eyes open you have no reaction so you have no intention of breaking or like trying to avoid uh, an obstacle so that's what happened to me 
it was like so, so frightening. Like I was in shock for a long period of time. And then I realized that I have to do something. And honestly, in Ireland, the medical system is, is very weird. It's very strange. So I knew that if I go to my doctor, probably it will dismiss me or give me like sleep meds or something. So I realized that I want to take health in my own hands. And I start researching about sleep and trying different things. And it wasn't like over like one day in the week or something, I fixed my problem. It took me years until I was able to improve my sleep and know like if I am having a stressful day, what I have to do so that I my insomnia is not as bad. And uh, I'm a very passionate person. So when I'm passionate about something, I talk about with everybody. Like I share, I like to yes. share. Yes. So friends were listening to me and start applying what I was like sharing. And then like days later, they were coming back to me. It's like, oh, Irina, you know, I've tried this and I feel amazing, you know? And that was like so fulfilling. And so, I don't know, I love that. And I realized that I can help people. And there are so many other peoples in my position. It's not just me. And then I realized that I want to help more people with their sleep issues. So that's when I start researching to see is like, how can I do this in a professional way? And I discovered the sleep coaching profession. So I went uh, and did some online certification and that's how I became sleep coach. So now I'm working with people one-on-one to help them like understand sleep, to prioritize sleep or to change their behavior in their life in a way that it makes their behavior in line with sleep promoting activities. Because basically, like I work with a lot of high achievers who are constantly trying to seek like high uh, peak performance or they have like a hectic schedule, busy moms or like moms who are like having such a hard time to juggle self-care with kids. Some of them, they are challenging to achieve like a restful sleep uh, due to this constant demands. And that's when I come in and I help them to organize their schedule, to change behavior and to know what small things they can do to have like a huge impact on their sleep. Let's go back to the basic. Like when yeah. I start with someone is like, let's go back to the basic is like, what is the Minimum thing that you can do so that you achieve like a good sleep. Though I do have a module in my framework about the sleep environment. That's like only one tiny part of like what we are working together. And yeah, environment is very important to on your sleep. So, and I always recommend to my patient to work with a therapist as well to handle like their emotional distress in case of stress or depression, I highly encourage you to go to a therapist and work work on that. And in addition to that, we can work together to some techniques that could help relax your mind and your body. So one of the things that I recommend is to have like a wind down routine, which is a buffer time before your day and your night that allows you to like decompress. And we are focusing both mind and body. Yes. Well, I, I enjoyed listening to your story and I bet that was a wake up call. So yeah, I can definitely relate to your story in two ways. One, I had chronic stress when I owned a childcare center and that led me to have a lot of insomnia. Like I was waking up at two or three every single night. And I also had a lot of health issues that came because of that. And two, I actually got in a car wreck myself when I was 18. And I don't know if I've shared the story. I don't know if I've shared the deeper part of why 
I think I got in a wreck and it's kind of given me like, oh, a little bit of anxiety to talk about it. But I was hanging out with friends very late for like a whole week. We were staying up until like two, three in the morning. And then I went on this road trip with my family and I fell asleep and we crashed the car. We flipped several times. My mom flew out. She didn't have her seatbelt on. It was very horrific. So definitely this is hitting me in my heart um, that sleep is important. You know, and I didn't know. I was just a young, dumb kid hanging out. And now anytime we're getting ready for a road trip, it's like we have to get to bed and we do the, you know, the 72-hour rule, 72 hours before we leave we get to bed super early. We're making sure we're not, you know, staying up late and all the things because we know we have a road trip coming up. So yeah, it's, it's hard to admit that. And I also had new glasses, a brand new prescription I had just got the day before. And for me, I have high, high lenses. So I don't think they were quite working yet, like in focus. So I definitely think the staying up late attributed to that car crash. I want to discuss about people this this missing sleep. There are the two two types of people, people who are like over focusing and stressing too much about fixing their sleep. Yeah. And those people end up with having insomnia. But then on the other side of the spectrum, we have people who are ignoring sleep. And often like there are people who are proud that they are having like four or five hours of sleep at night because they're so busy and they like... Mm-hmm use that time instead of like sleep they feel like like uh, I sleep when I'm dead so like I'm trying to optimize my day as much as possible and uh what can I carve out of the my day to be to be able to do more thing it's sleep but what they don't understand is that when you are sleep deprived you have brain fog you don't have enough energy you you do not consolidate um information because like basically you absorb information during the day even if you are learning but that information is stored in short term memory and only during the sleep the brain moves that information from the short term memory to long term memory so basically the more you sleep and the closer you sleep to the point where when you study the the higher the probability for you to remember that information it is so if you're sleeping you will be um my, uh, the brain also tries to solve a lot of the issues that you you are dealing during the day in sleep when, while, while you are sleeping mm-hmm. so it's not only that it's transferring the information from one side to to another of the brain it also tries to make connection between different pieces of information that is already stored in there and that's how a lot of people came with um solutions into their dreams there are like i don't know right now from the top of my head but there are a lot of famous people who are sleeping with a notebook beside their bed and like they were recording their ideas as soon as they wake up because they had this aha moment. I think even Mendeleev, like they, he dreamed the um, a period t- a table of the uh, chemical elements. Like that wow. idea came to, yeah. to him in a dream. So when you're saying that I'm sleep when I'm dead and I'm not like I'm proud that I'm like working more hours a day, it's like you would be more efficient if you're sleeping more, you'll have more energy, you'll have more ideas, and you'll be more productive. So you'll be able to do the same work in a shorter amount of time, and you will feel much better. Yes, absolutely. And here on this podcast, I'm all about helping people feel better. So we all know sleep is super important, but then we ignore it. 
Um, like you said, we're either so busy. We're like, like you said, I'll sleep, but I'm dead. Or we're just so busy taking care of everybody else. And then like I used to do when I was back in that stressful time in my life, I would stay up so late. Like I would get the kids to bed and then I was like, this is my time. So I'm not going to bed. I'm going to stay up until midnight every day, scrolling on Facebook and watching Netflix shows when I should have been going to bed. Every now and then I'll catch myself getting back in that trap like, oh, I didn't get to do anything for myself today. I'm going to stay up late. And then I'm like, nope, what I'm really going to do is go to bed because I definitely know the power of sleep now. And I didn't back in the day. (laughs) Have you ran into people who do that? Like, and what is that called? Like, I know it's a term. It's 99.9% of the people who are having like sleep problems is like uh, sleep problems because they are not prioritizing sleep is because of that. Indeed, it has a name and it's called a revenge bedtime procrastination. And it's a consequence of uh, people having such a busy schedule. And often that busy schedule is dictated by other others. For example, moms, they build their schedule around their kids' schedule because they have to take the kids to school, they have to take the kids to the game, and they're always putting themselves last instead of first. They are putting others their first priority. And that has as a consequence that you don't have to take care of yourself. And the only time when you have in the day is like after you put the kids to bed or like if you, you if you're not a mom and if you're like working is like when you ended up came at home, finish your work day and it's like, Oof, that's the only time when I have me time. And what I recommend with this kind of people is like trying to incorporate uh, self-care in your schedule. And it's not like I don't want to add another task on your schedule. So Let's see how we can be more present and have that feeling that you're doing something for yourself in your busy schedule. So let's let's take an example. I don't know. Do you drink coffee? I don't. Okay. But I know everybody else does. <laughs> there are like a lot of people who are drinking coffee. And often, like if you're a mom, you're probably are drinking coffee while you're doing other chores and you're on the go or you're uh, grabbing a cup of coffee while you're working, uh, driving to work. So instead of that, I would challenge you like one, five minutes in the morning, like you brew your coffee when you're, you're drinking it. It's like, take a moment and try to feel the taste. It's like, how does it taste? Try to feel all the sensation, the warmth, the taste, the coziness. And then like once the caffeine effect starts kicking in, like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like the brain fog is moving away? So being more in tune with your body, like being more present with the things that give you pleasure and if you do multiple things of this across the day you'll be okay I still did something for myself I've been present Mm -hmm. for myself so there are ways of taking care of yourself without having to schedule like half an hour to go to yoga or like half an hour to do an exercise you can like in a short break you can be present with yourself even doing like one minute meditation when you're having or breathing exercise when the kids are like screaming and the boss is asking you for another project to deliver, you know, like take one minute to do or like few minutes to do some breathing exercises to calm you down and then to move forward instead of like running on autopilot. Yes, you're speaking my language, Irina. This is what I love talking about. 
it is really all about being in the present moment, finding those little things that do bring you joy and noticing it and mm-hmm. being there. And and you're right. That way, when you get to the end of your day, you're, you're not just like, I didn't get to do anything for myself today. So now I'm going to stay up and hang out until midnight. You, yeah. you can actually feel like, oh, today was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And often uh, what I'm trying to achieve with my clients and my coaching practice is not necessary to use willpower to push through the day so that you can do things because willpower is finite. We have to find ways to do this as a skill, as a habit and use dopamine to create pleasure, to trigger pleasure and to crave for those things. So I'm trying not necessarily to gamify, but like to make the this activities as a reward instead of as a, as a chore. Like it's something that you have to do. If you change the way you're thinking of things, it's like self-care. It's more like, okay, I'm doing something for me than something that I have to do because like sleep is important. That's it's something that I want to make a distinction because while I do want to militate to make sleep sexy again and to uh, emphasize on the importance of sleep, I don't want sleep to be another chore, you know? Yeah. So I want people to crave sleep and to be something that they're eager and looking forward to. Yes. And when you see it showing up in your life, in your day, that you're feeling better, oh, that makes it all the more like, hey, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm going to do all the things that my sleep coach is telling me because I know that's going to make my day feel so much better and really make it feel more like I'm living and not just a walking zombie. I am a big fan of audiobooks, but because I'm very busy, I don't have too much time to listen. But one way for me to quiet my my brain when I'm in bed is to put my headsets on and to listen an audiobook. And often I cannot wait to go to bed to listen the book where I left it from. And this make reassociate my bed with something that I love and I care. Mm. And I don't I don't necessarily stay up late. Like at some point I fall asleep. My app has a sleep function. So it turns off after 15 minutes or 30 minutes, depending how 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 tired I am. So it doesn't take me more than 15 minutes or 30 minutes to fall asleep. But this allows for like there, it has multiple things. One, it allows my mind to stay focused on something else that might worries. Because if I lay in bed, I know that sometimes I will worry. Mm -hmm. So by escaping in this world, I love fantasy books. So I escape in a different world uh, with character, with magic and love stories and stuff like that like it relaxes me and remove it removes my mind from thinking of problems too as I was saying like it makes going to bed like I I cannot wait to go to bed to see what's what's happening in my book I love that that's such a good tip and that gets us like you said excited to actually hop into bed instead of like oh well now I have to go to bed I want to keep doing other things but now I have to go to bed it brings us into that bringing joy into hopping into bed. That's so great. I love that tip. What else do you have for us? Because I know I've heard some of the things like, you know, Brendan has the three, two, one method. So I've heard some methods like no screens, no work before bed, no screens before like certain hours. What are some tips that you share with your clients to help them wind down, get ready for bed? 
So while they, there are guidelines and rules, I don't like to be black and white with this. Because for example, there are a lot of people who are saying no phones in your bed. And while I totally agree with that, I do get to, uh, to bed with my phone because I need to have my phone beside my bedside to be able to uh, listen to the audiobook. But yeah. I am not using my phone for other things. So when I'm saying something, take it with a grain of salt and don't take it to the extreme. So and often I'm trying to explain the reason behind what, what when I'm suggesting something so that you can make that judgment for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I love Brendan Rose. So I don't know if your uh, people knows that bo both of us, we are part of a, a, a mastermind program um, lead by Brendan Bouchard, and we are learning so many things from him. Yes. And he's talking a lot about the importance of sleep. And he has like a very nice rule, which I adopted and I'm using also in my, my coaching practice to explain this, the three to one rule, which means three hours before bed, no eating. I totally agree with that because you don't want while you're asleep, you don't want your stomach to be focused with digestion. There are a lot of metabolic processes that are happening during sleep. And our body needs that energy to be focused on those processes. You don't want digestion to happen where, while you're asleep. So allow your, your stomach and your digestive systems to have like, to be able to finish digesting your, your dinner three hours. So when you're asleep, digestion, the kitchen is closed. <laughs> yes. Two hours is uh, shutting off work. And that allows your brain to detach and decompress. And, and sleep is not an on-off process. So your body and your mind needs to be gradually transitioning to sleep. And depending on how stressful your day, sometimes you need more than two hours. Sometimes you, you can go uh, only with 30 minutes, but like two hours, it will be enough of a buffer for uh, your mind to start decompressing. And one hour before bed, no screens is that blue light is affecting melatonin production and melatonin is the hormone that gives you the signal to to fall asleep there are exception or like workarounds that are on that but that's a very good general rule to follow and to try to use it usually my number one uh, advice would be to have a consistent sleep schedule so go to bed and wake up at the same time every single day including weekends if you are able to do that like you as a side effect, you are going to build a schedule around that that allows you to decompress. So if you know that every single day you go to bed at 10 p.m., you don't have to remember that at 8 p.m. you have to start decompressing. It will come naturally. Yeah. And your body will start anticipating that and will start producing the hormones and all the enzymes and the substances that you need for it to generate sleep. So my number one tip is having a regular sleep schedule that you follow every single day. And the very important, I emphasize on including weekends because people, they have like one schedule during the work week, like because they have to be to, uh, at work. And then in the weekends, they sleep in late and they go to bed late. And that creates something that we call social jet lag. And it's basically, imagine that, and during the week, you are working in L.A. And in the weekend, you are traveling to New York. That's what your body will yeah. receive. So mm -hmm. every weekend you will do you will be in jet lag. So if you're having the same schedule in the weekend, then 
your sleep will be more efficient. So you will have like the same quantity of deep sleep, even if it is for a shorter period of time, because when it comes to sleep, it's not only the duration, but also quality. We should focus also on quality of sleep, not only on the duration of sleep. We can sleep for nine hours and we can still feel tired. That's true. Because we don't have the right type of sleep. So that's that's one. And the second big one that I think like the, the people are ignoring it is the correct light exposure. And what do I mean by that? Is that if you remember in the beginning, I've talked about the processes that are involved in sleep. And the second one is the circadian rhythm. And circadian rhythm, we have like a master clock in our brain that dictates like we have multiple circadian rhythms. Every single cell in our body has its own circadian rhythm, but we do have this central master clock that coordinates the other. It's like a conductor that coordinates a, an orchestra. And that clock is also responsible with the sleep and awakeness, so your energy levels. And that part of the brain receives signals from outside. Light and temperature are the, the signals that gives information to it because the brain is inside a, a box. It doesn't know what's outside. It needs information from different receptors to know time, to know light. So light and temperature are the highest, like the most important signals the brain needs to, to know when it is day and night. The problem with light is that our modern life is that we are living indoor for a long period of time mm -hmm. and we're working in dim lit spaces so in the office even if you if you're in the house like cleaning or you don't have enough light that is penetrating from outside from the sun so when your body needs to get a lot of light it is dim and then when the night comes what do we do mm. we turn on the lights so when your brain expects to be dark we give it light when your brain expects expects light we give darkness I don't know if Matthew Walker or Andrew Huberman, they were saying like, we are a society de deprived of darkness yeah. or deprived of oh. light. Like we have like, we don't have enough darkness in the night and we don't have enough light in the during the day. Long story short, my recommendation is when you wake up in the morning, if you can go outside for 10, 15 minutes for a walk and if it is daylight, go outside. If you cannot go outside or if you're living in a, in an area like I am in Seattle, so the days now are very short and very dark, I recommend to get a light box that is used for seasonal affective disorder. It's called like a sad light box. And it's very cheap on Amazon. It's like $25. And get at least 30 minutes of light exposure first thing in the morning. And what I do is like, once I wake up, I get out of the bed and I sit in front of my light box and drink my coffee, do some journaling, do some some things while I'm still trying to wake up. And that's how I ensure I get my 30 minutes of light first thing in the morning. And if you do that, I guarantee you that you will see a huge, huge difference in your energy levels during the day and in your sleep at night. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much for all of those good tips. Those are so practical. We could put that into place right now. And you're right. So this summer was so much fun for my family. We went and stayed in a tiny home and it was in the middle of nowhere. So there was no electricity, like it had solar panels, but they were not working. And one thing we did, we literally went outside every day that we were there and we watched the sun go down and we watched the stars come out 
And that in itself was joyful. But we noticed like, hey, we're sleeping really well. And so when we got home, we were like, let's just try this. Now, of course, we didn't keep it up, <laughs> but we, we did it for like two weeks. We were like, hey, instead of being in this house, because it also like had us like have an aversion to our house. We were like, we're meant to be outside. Why are we in this well-lit box at night? So yeah, we'd go outside. We'd sit in our hammocks or just be outside and do the same thing where the sun went down the, and the darkness came out. And we noticed we were like, wow, we feel better. We have more energy during our day. So there's definitely something to be said about that. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time, it is important to get outside, but also like you're talking about our natural rhythms because we don't come from, our ancestors were not in homes like we have with lights at the flip of a, you just turn them on at any moment. So yeah, that's important. We evolve as human beings, we evolve with the cycle between the day and night. So yeah. with with the artificial light, like we've changed what evolution has built up like for thousands and millions of years. So our body had did not have the time to adapt to our modern life. That's why like it's often our modern line, it's in opposition with what our biology it is. And yes. just trying to push through it through willpower, it's it's not going to work. Right. Right. You remind me uh, with your example of a study that has been done in young adults that they had, uh, they were like in university and they were thinking themselves as uh, night owls. So there was a study who took a group of uh, young adults and put them in nature without artificial light. So they actually um, had to live a life based on the sun and darkness cycle. And only in a matter of a weekend, their sleep schedule shifted to their biology, which was wow. like 9, 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. While they were like back home, they were going to bed at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And they were considering like themselves as night owls. Like my biology is like I'm a night owl. And once they were put in nature, their biology was not for a night owl. It was just like the environment that, that shifted their sleep schedule. So hmm. a lot of people come to me and we are talking about the chronotypings. Like, oh, I'm a night owl. I'm sure. <laughs> there is a quiz that you can do online and it's for free. And based on the question, a lot of people come to me as like, oh, I'm not a night owl. I'm a bear. Or like bear is the animal who is like between 7 a.m. and uh, 10 p.m. So yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how interesting. much affect our environment affect our biology and our sleep. Wow. Is that quiz on your website? No, but I can give you the link. It's not like my, it's created by a doctor who wrote the book, um, The Power of When. So I can give you the link and you can put it in the show notes. And uh, Okay. Sounds good. So I have the final question for you. You have given us so many good tips Tell us why is it important to get good sleep? Because we can listen to all these tips and be like, okay, great, I'm going to do it. But tell people why do they need, why do they need this? What is the benefits of getting good sleep? We kind of talked about so you can feel more present in your day. Is there any other final things that you can think of like overall long-term? It's hard to answer this question shortly. Okay. And instead of me give, telling you all the benefits of sleep, which are tremendous 
I would ask you a question and to reflect on something. This is coming from the book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And he is um, opening the book with a question like, why do we sleep? What happens during the sleep? When we are sleeping, we are not feeding. We are not reproducing. We are vulnerable to prey. So mm -hmm. we can be killed. So the sleep is like, it's a state when we are very vulnerable, but with all of that being said, all the animals on the planet or all the beings on the planet that we've known, they sleep. They have a sleep in a way or, or another. So if sleep weren't important, then mother nature or the universe or God would have done a terrible mistake. Hmm. But we know that Mother Nature or God does not do mistakes. So sleep has a vital role in our biology and our life. And the other thing to understand how, how vital sleep it is, except oxygen, if I deprive you for oxygen, you will die like in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. If I deprive you from food, you will be able to live for, I don't know, like 20 days, 30 days, 60 days. If I deprive you of drinking water, you still can leave for um i don't know a week or i don't know how long if i deprive you from sleep you will die very fast so oh, after, wow. after oxygen sleep deprivation is the thing that will kill you the faster if you deprive yourself from sleep. wow there were experiments there were experiments people trying to enter the guinness world with the most number of days without sleep i think the biggest period was 11 days but by the 11 day, that person start being mad, having visions, like um, hallucination and stuff like that. And the Guinness World banned to, for people to try to attempt this again, because it's so dangerous. Like, I don't want to scare people. And I want also to emphasize the benefits of sleep. When we are sleeping, there are a lot of metabolic processes that are happening, like recovering of tissues, recovering of muscles. We are storing information from the short-term memory to long-term memory the brain process emotions so sleep is the number one medicine for emotional disorder or like uh, depression or other things yeah so we we process the emotion while we're sleeping and the interesting part there are different types of sleep non-REM and REM sleep and in REM sleep is the when our brain dreams the most what happened is that our body get paralyzed. All our muscles get paralyzed during this stage of sleep so that our brain can dream and our body doesn't act on our dream. Mm. It's that important. And another very interesting fact is that when you're sleep deprived, especially if you're uh, deprived of REM sleep, when you are able to sleep properly again, your brain starts recovering REM sleep more than deep sleep. It's that important. And uh, interesting fact is like people who are having alcohol, who are drinking a lot of alcohol or who are getting weed, they are not able to generate REM sleep as much as they, they need. So often people who are doing like a cleans, like when they're trying to get rid of, like to stop smoking weed, they will start having vivid dreams very intense dreams and that's because their brain starts trying to compensate for their REM sleep wow that's interesting it's fascinating yeah, right it is fascinating so sleep is important let's all start 
listening to Irina and getting better sleep. (laughs) So what's something we can do right now to put all this into practice and get better rest? So it it is important to understand where we are coming from. If you're not prioritizing sleep, so if, if you're sleep deprived because you're not having the right habits, the number one thing is for you to prioritize sleep. Because often if you're at night and he's like, oh, I want some me time versus I need to go to sleep. If sleep is not like your number one priority, you will always prioritize something else instead. So if your goal is to have sleep, then it will be easier to go to bed when you have to. So number one, prioritize sleep Two, create a sleep schedule that will make it easier for you. And once you start having like a consistent sleep schedule, you will not have to rely on willpower to go to bed. And as I was saying, like your body will help you to do that, will anticipate sleep. Three, get proper light exposure. These are like small things that you can do right now. So try that. And then like, if you need more help with implementing these habits, like feel free to reach me. Like I work one-on-one. I have a one-on-one coaching practice that I help people to implement this kind of things because common sense is not common practice. Knowing the things and implementing them sometimes is harder. So here is where I can come in and help you to troubleshoot your life, your schedule, your behavior, and find ways to help you to implement these things. Wonderful. Those sound like things we can all start doing right now. And then, yes, let's reach out to Irina. She is full of knowledge. Like this short podcast, I've already learned so much and kind of also hear some of the things I might have heard before, but not really like absorbed. So I love that you just told us everything and you put it into such easy ways for us to soak this in and be able to go out and apply it right now. And that's why I like to explain the why behind it, because like you hear, go to sleep is like, why? Yeah. Often people, when they're told what to do, often they're like fighting against it. Like, who are you to, even if you're a sleep expert, like you're not a sleep expert on my life. So that's why I like to give you the information, to give you the knowledge, to give you a framework and the tools and let you decide how you apply it. So it comes from you, not it comes from me to dictate you what to do. Yes. You're just here as our guide. <laughs> exactly. As a coach. And we and as a coach, and we can choose to listen or not. But if we choose to listen, we're going to have that life that we're excited to create, that we're all lit up to have. Very you'll good. Have, you'll have more energy. You'll have a better mood. And going back to your question about like why sleep is good, you're when you're sleep deprived, how cranky are you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk with, with a new mom who her sleep schedule is messed up. How does she feel? Yeah, and exactly. often with people, they forget how it feels to be um, energetic because their baseline is chronic sleep deprivation. So their baseline is like, I'm having brain fog. I don't have energy. I'm relying on coffee. So they forgot how it is to function with full energy. Mm, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I guarantee it's better on the other side. Totally. Totally. Well, I love asking people what their dreams are because it reminds us all to dream. Do you have a big dream that you're working towards or like something that you're excited for? I I do. Oh, I have so many dreams. But my number one dream is to make sleep sexy again. Yeah. To make people 
crave sleep and to be excited to go to bed. That's my number one dream because we live in a society where sleep deprivation is uh, worn like a badge of honor. And I want to shift this way of thinking. I love that. And who better to do it than someone who found herself extremely sleep deprived, got in a car crash, it could have been really bad. And now yeah. you are the perfect coach because you've lived it. So that's a great dream. Yeah. I want people not to go through what I've been through. Nice. I love it. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. You've really been helpful. I have really enjoyed this so much. And thank you so much for inviting me. As I, I mentioned before, my mission it is to help people understand their sleep and to have better life by having like a good sleep and energy. So thank you yeah. for giving me this opportunity for me to talk with your people. You are so welcome. We are going to benefit so much just from the little bits that you shared. And now if we want to take a deeper dive with you, how can we find you? How can we get into your one-on-one -on -one coaching program? So you can find me on my website, which is uh, my name, irinamakare.com. And there you can find the description of like my one-on-one -on -one sleep coaching program. By the way, my framework is called DREAM. It's an acronym from like different, like the pillars that I'm using to guide myself when I'm working with people. So that's the dream uh, framework um, and that. program that I use with my client. So yeah, my, my website, irinamakare.com or on Instagram, Instagram, irina underscore makare. That's where you find me. Perfect. And I'll put all of that in the links so we can come find you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, I thank love you. this. I love this. And if you want to talk more, like I, I would be more than happy to, to come again to discuss like on different topics. Great. That sounds good. Wow. Wasn't that conversation great? Irina shared so much knowledge with us. She is definitely one of the most knowledgeable people I know on sleep. And I'm so thankful for this conversation. You can find her on her website, irinamakade.com. And I will put that in the notes so if you found yourself with insomnia or lack of sleep, not feeling your best, you can reach out to her and she can help you with her one-on-one -on -one sleep coaching services. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep doing things that help you become your best self and help you awaken to life.